0: Everyone, welcome back. All of these stories are very dark and disturbing. I'll have them all labeled in the timestamps down below so you know what kind of story they are and in case you want to skip any of them. And if you have a story of your own that you would like to share, please send it at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I'm actually getting incredibly low on stories again, so if any of you can take the time to write out a scary story that you may have, I'd really appreciate it. All that being said, let's go ahead and get started. And remember to always stay hungry. I'm sorry if this is long. This went on for over the course of almost four years. And I'm sorry if I jump around in this story, but there's just so much that happened. So it all started with a message that I got when I was 18, I'm gonna use his real name because this man is an absolute garbage human being, but I got a message from a man named David Clark on Facebook, saying hey with a smiley face, I used to have a crush on him when I was a 15 year old girl, but he had just turned 19 at the time, and he quickly quit talking to me when he found out how young I was. I messaged him back innocently and in a friendly way because I had a boyfriend at the time. He was pretty persistent in trying to get me to hang out with him and drink with him, which I had always declined because I felt it would be inappropriate. Well, some time went on, and I eventually broke up with my boyfriend after coming to realize he had been unfaithful. So I decided to message David Clark back. We talked for a little bit over the next two weeks or so, And talking slowly turned into flirting, which turned into a relationship. Now, I was living in Casper, Wyoming at the time, and he had planned to come and get me and bring me back to Rock Springs, Wyoming, where I had lived previously. He had planned on picking me up the next day, and I was fairly excited, but after getting off the phone with him, I had this feeling of impending doom. I couldn't explain it. Something was wrong. But I had just turned 19, and I was such a dumb kid. The whole drive back seemed to be going really well. We were laughing, flirting, and having a good time. But when we got back to his house, things took a really weird turn. He started showing me some gory videos online. I have no idea why, as I obviously don't enjoy things like that, and I never insinuated that I did. He was definitely weird for that but I figured I'd still give him a chance for some reason. I know, like I said previously, I was a dumb kid. Well, the first month together, it was fairly nice, and we were doing pretty solid. We'd gotten a place together, and we were both learning on how to live with each other and getting to know each other more. And plus, I only got a place with him because I didn't really have anywhere else to stay with at the time. But after some time passed, he started to become very mean, like random outbursts at small things that I did. But I knew the couples fought, and I figured it was normal. He also brought it up to me that he wanted to start swinging with me. I've never done it before, and I was a little hesitant because I'm very monogamous. But I do like to adventure and try new things, so I agreed. So pretty much everything, even in that aspect, seemed pretty normal for a little while. But David increasingly became more and more mean as time passed, and he started showing some pretty weird tendencies. Like, I woke up and I caught him going through my phone, and as soon as he noticed I was awake, he quickly hid it. Which was really weird because he had my passcode and he knew he could go through my phone whenever he wanted. But the thing was, I was never allowed to go through his. Well, I later had realized that he had hacked into my Facebook account, my Instagram, and even my email. How I realized this is because I saw out of the corner of my eye him scrolling through these pictures, and he scrolled past a bunch of pictures that I hadn't sent him. I asked how he got those, and he just said, Oh, remember that time you used my phone to log into your email? Yeah, but I logged out of my email. But I later realized what he really did was go into my phone and changed all of my passwords so he could get into all of my accounts and see everything I was doing. As more time passed... I didn't even think it was possible, but he got more and more cruel every day. He would pick fights with me about everything, and it got to the point that I was scared to fuck up even in the smallest of ways. I was literally walking on eggshells every moment. Another thing he would get mad about is if I wasn't in the mood for sex, and he literally wanted it every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And he would also get mad if I wasn't in the mood to sleep with other people like if our friends came over and he was trying to initiate sex and i wasn't in the mood for it and just wanted to hang out with them it would be a screaming match every time they left things escalated even more when we moved into our house and no longer had a roommate he had isolated me from my family and the abuse became more intense i remember one particular night we were outside smoking a cigarette and the strong girl was walking past our house going home from the bar We had been drinking too, and she seemed really friendly, so we decided to invite her in and she joined us. We had really been on the rocks lately, and I was trying my hardest to make him happy, so I asked if he was interested. Well, he said yes, so I started flirting with her, and her and I ended up getting along really well, to the point that nothing turned sexual but we were talking as friends. David was quiet the whole night. When the sun finally came up, we then drove her home, and I'm not even kidding. The moment she got out of the car, David started screaming at me about how I had left him out and how I was a shitty fiancé. I always shut down when he yelled at me. I tried arguing with him in the past, but he had too much of a mean streak that there was no reasoning with him. He had screamed at me from 8 in the morning until well into the night. This would go on every single day for three years. But slowly, the fight started getting worse. Whenever I would try to go smoke from being stressed out during an argument, he would rip the pack of smokes right out of my hand. Then he picked up the pace a little bit. We had been arguing in the kitchen, and he shoved me. At that point, I was so sick of letting him push me around that I stood my ground and I didn't shut down that time. He shoved me into the bedroom, and he wrapped his hand around my throat and screamed in my face. When I started crying, he got up and told me that he needed to leave because he had never put his hands on a woman before, but we ended up working things out. Things seemed peaceful for a little while, but it didn't last long. We ended up having another argument, and during that argument, he had pulled a gun out. I remember putting my hand up and just saying, Whoa, 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 calm down, over and over again. He had put the gun to his head, acting like he was going to pull the trigger, and then he put the gun in his mouth. Now, I do wanna say that I had tried leaving a few times previously, but I always got dragged back into this bullshit, and I was honestly just really scared to leave. I desperately wanted to leave him, but now after him pulling out his gun, I realized just how unstable he really was, and I had no idea where to even begin. He was still obsessively washing my accounts. Any messages I sent were not safe, so I couldn't tell anyone about what was going on. Well, during the time when things were getting really bad, I met my now husband, and of course, David was angry. I had told my husband, who woke will call Kay, that I wanted to play some Call of Duty with him as we had started gaming together. I didn't have a gaming headset at the time. So, we just decided to FaceTime so we could still communicate while gaming. Well David was at work, and shortly after we started gaming, my phone was blowing up for messages. He said, Yeah, so, who the hell are you FaceTiming with? I know that it's Kay, you two sure have become friends pretty quickly. I'm not gonna lie, I no longer had any love left in my heart for David after the years of abuse. And Kay was so kind that I started quickly developing feelings for him. The only time that I felt some kind of happiness was whenever I was talking to Kay. But again, I was really terrified to leave David. He was very well known in that town, and my fear got the best of me. I felt like he would find me and shoot up my house if I left, and I didn't want to put any of my family or friends in danger by staying with them. Well, I know David could sense that I was falling out of love with him because I started sticking up for myself more, I had tried to leave multiple times already to no avail. So he started being really nice to me out of nowhere, like consistently. But the sex thing was still an issue because I got physically ill every time he kissed me or even touched me, but I still did it to keep him happy and to keep us from fighting. Well, one night, I wasn't really in the mood. But he wanted to have sex. I had actually led him, but he had become so aggressive that it was painful. I kept telling him that I didn't like it and that it hurt, and I even started crying. But he seemed more excited by this. I felt so broken afterward, and that's when I knew something shortly was going to happen to me, and I was really scared that this was going to get worse until the pointy ended up killing me. He had even asked me about what happened to me in previous assaults as a way for him to get in the mood, if you know what I mean. I knew something was off, and I was trying to figure out how to get out safely. Going to the cops wasn't an option because we only shared one vehicle, and I was honestly terrified of going to the police, and I didn't really know what I would tell them anyway if I did. Well fast forward to a week after my 23rd birthday in 2021. I got a call from my co-worker saying that David had just been arrested, and to hide all of my weed. So I quickly ran outside in the freezing cold to hide all of our paraphernalia, when I was then approached by three men in hoodies. They said my name, and they asked to confirm if they had the right person. I said yes. Well, they said that they had just arrested my fiance on 14 counts of child pornography. I instantly fell to the ground crying. I felt sick. The next day, I had to go in to meet with the detectives and sign release forms for the two gaming consoles that they confiscated, and when they told me in great detail what he had been doing, including talking and exchanging photos with underage girls, I grabbed a trash can and I was actually on the verge of throwing up. I've never felt that sick to my stomach in my life. When David called me from jail, I yelled at him, and I asked him why the fuck he would do this and what the fuck was wrong with him. He had the audacity to ask me to stay and wait for him to get out of prison and i told him no that he should have known how i felt about pedophiles especially after what had happened to me his parents ended up siding with him forcing me to return our car that i helped pay for and they told the police i was harassing them they actually wanted me to stay with him i had a severe mental breakdown to the point that i needed medication to help me sleep and to help me stop crying I later found out from a friend, whose dad is in the same jail as David, that he told David I was married and pregnant, and this motherfucker actually had the nerve to say, fuck that bitch, she was cheating on me anyway, which I wasn't, but I honestly should have. His article got published on Sweetwater now, and everyone soon came to find out what a sick twisted monster he really is. So to anyone in a toxic relationship, listen to your gut. There's so much abuse that went on in this relationship that I honestly don't even have the time to write it all out. But I should have ran when my heart was telling me to, whether I was scared or not. So please, if there's even a second of doubt, get out before it's too late. I had to lose myself first, and I almost lost my mind before realizing that I deserved better. Don't let the same thing happen to you. Don't ever for a second doubt that you deserve better. This happened over the course of 12 years. I, a 29-year-old female, had a really bad track record with relationships. That is, until I met my husband, a 30-year-old male. I've been in two seriously abusive relationships over a period of six years the first guy who we'll call joe was 34 and i had started dating him when i was 17 and he was 22. we were together for two years and he was a real piece of work he convinced me to drop out of high school and move in with him he beat me and raped me and he emotionally manipulated me he told me my family hated me and he isolated me from everyone in my life things like that He verbally assaulted me every chance he had. I was working 40 plus hours a week and he refused to work, even going so far as faking a serious back injury to avoid working. I was so naive. I left him and I moved back home, but after a few months, I took him back. My parents kicked me out, so I moved across the state with Joe. After only three weeks, I left him again. But while I dodged a bullet with him, the next guy who I dated was the real monster of this story. His name is Scott. After I left Joe, I was scared. I was alone, and I was far away from my family. And to top it off, my parents disowned me at this point because a friend of mine had told them a bunch of lies which they believed. So I started dating Scott when I was 19 and he was 20. He was just my friend for a few weeks before we started dating. The first three months were fine. Now, I need to mention here that he knew about my ex, as he was staying in the same house Joe and I were staying in. Scott seemed like a great guy. He told Joe if he ever caught him putting his hands on me, he would beat him right back. He seemed to care a great deal about me, and we seemed to have a lot of common interests. We got along well, until we didn't. God never put his hands on me nor did he ever force himself on me but he used the fact that i have severe ptsd from my ex to manipulate me into doing anything he wanted i was sexually assaulted at 13 and 16 and again during the time that i was temporarily away from joe yeah i used to be around a lot of shady people i'm now hypervigilant of anyone near me that i don't know and I'll have panic attacks if a stranger even brushes against me. I also have vivid nightmares as well as night terrors and sleep paralysis. Anyways, he would yell and throw things anytime I didn't do what he wanted. I wasn't allowed to have my own opinions. I wasn't allowed to be smart, and I wasn't allowed to have any friends. Once I found a job, he quit his. We were very poor. Most nights, we didn't even eat but he would always make me give him my entire paycheck and would always buy weed. I eventually made up with my parents and I almost moved back in with them because Scott had ended our relationship after eight months, but he somehow manipulated me into staying but not getting back together for a month. He made me sleep on this tiny little bench that was from the back of an old van in our living room but would regularly invite me to have intimacy with him. On several occasions, I had caught him sexting with an ex-girlfriend of his, but he would always gaslight me into thinking I was crazy. I stayed with him for four years. He was separated, and his now-ex-wife really wanted a divorce, but he didn't want to pay for it. He would also string me along, saying he wanted to get married and have a family with me. Over the years, I managed to get a high-paying job, and I bought a house, rent to own, But he thankfully manipulated me into not putting my name on the house, only his, as well as several cars and even got him two motorcycles. It took a long time, but I made enough that we were finally doing well. He still wasn't working, but I made enough. I hated my job. I worked seven days a week for over two years, but I really loved the stability. I was an in-home care aide and my client happened to be his disabled mother whom he convinced me to move into our home. She was a whole other kind of mess. Eventually, I got into a highly regarded CNA program in my area, and I finished at the top of my class. This is when Scott told me if I took a second job, he would make sure I lost my current job. I couldn't understand at the time why he didn't want me to get another job. I now know that it would have been the end of our relationship. I would have met new people and I would realize I don't need him and that I could do better. Surely right before my state exam for my license, I moved my best friend and two of her kids in with us to help her. Some background on this friend, we'll call her Marie. She was 29 and she was the same friend who got my parents to disown me. She also married a guy that I had briefly dated in the past, whom I was devastated over losing at the time it happened but I forgave her. Well, to put in plainly, she convinced Scott to break up with me after I accused them of sleeping together, which they had been. He had intimacy with her right outside the door of the bedroom that I was sleeping in, in the house I paid for, while I financially supported the both of them as well as her two children. The third had been taken by the state. Well, this time I left. I moved out and back in with my dad, My parents had divorced at this point. I was in a bad place. I spent every day drunk. I drank about half a gallon of whiskey every day for months. I cried, I slept, and I just continued to drink. I saw Scott on and off from the time I moved out at the start of December until early February, trying to make things work out. During this time, I even caught him again with Marie at one point he would gaslight me again. But on February 14th, 2018, I went to the doctor, and they told me that I may have cancer. I went to his house to tell him, and before I even could, he shut the door right in my face because he didn't want me in the house. This broke me. I resigned my position, I got sober, and I completely rebuilt my life. About a year later, I got back in touch with a guy that I was friends with in middle school and high school, and I eventually married him. He has been the light in my life. He's kind and very understanding. I'm so thankful for him. He knows my past and all my trauma, but he helps me and he reassures me, and I know that this man would burn the earth for me. But here's the thing. After Scott and I were over, started seeing another woman who will call renee i'm unsure of her age but she was probably between 28 and 30. the pair ended up having two kids and even got married turns out she got him doing meth early on in their relationship after being married less than three months she decided she wanted a divorce well he didn't like this so one night while she was out with friends and their two young children were with renee's parents He tied up her dog with barbed wire and put the dog in the shed. He also locked up her other pets. I'm not sure how many, I know at least two cats and another dog in their house, and he lit the shed and house on fire. One of my close friends who's like my younger sister happens to be close friends with Renee and had relayed all of this information to me. After this happened, I broke down. I remembered all the times that he had talked about wanting to know what it was like to watch the life leave someone's eyes, which is a direct quote by the way, and also how angry he was when he lost the house that I was paying for after I left. The venom he held for me in his heart. While I felt horrible for Renee, I really feared for my safety also. He wasn't arrested for several days, and he only served seven days for a parole violation. He was never charged for what he did to Renee's house, which was her grandmother's, and Renee had it before they got married, and he was also never charged for what he did to her precious pets. I only saw Scott once after I resigned my position. I saw him at a grocery store, and I had a full-on panic attack. He just looked at me with such loathing, such hate. He blamed me. I honestly never knew he would do something so horrible. I now have a permit to conceal carry. I own two handguns. I always lock my doors, and I always observe all of the people around me. I've also changed my number since because of an unrelated stalker. My life is now filled with so much love, but also constant paranoia. I know that both Scott and Joe are out there. I've seen Joe's family a few times, and him once. I'm just so glad I got away from the both of them. I know deep in my heart they would have severely injured me or worse, killed me. Either of them. They were very violent men with violent tendencies. I hope anyone who reads this keeps these things in mind. Don't ignore the red flags. Never ignore them. There's someone out there who will treat you properly. Who will treat you with kindness, love, and compassion. Don't settle for less. You're worth far more than their anger, their blame. If you encounter such a person, run. Don't question the flags. You can't save them and you can't change them. Just get out while you can. I'm writing this out in hopes that someone else with some pretty profound experiences can confirm that I'm not crazy. I've been off and on in my faith of the afterlife for years. At the time this story occurs, I was a full-blown atheist. I've tried doing research, tried looking for credible videos or stories of people with crazy paranormal experiences, because what I'm about to tell you is 100% true, and I really don't think any of this was my mind playing tricks on me. But my mind always tries to rationalize everything. So I guess let me know what you think. But I was a skeptic until I met my evil ex-boyfriend. I was only 18. A young naive girl at the time when I met my ex who we'll call G for this story. He was very interested in dating me. But I was with someone else at the time. Even though I had made it known that I had no desire to hang out with him. I wanted to remain loyal. He still persisted. Fast forward and I'm 19, and come to find out, my boyfriend cheated on me, so we break up, and I reconnect with G, and I decide to give him a chance. I remember getting off the phone with him one night as I was getting ready for him to drive three hours the next day to pick me up and then bring me back to the town that I had just left, the town he lived in, and I had this sudden intense feeling of impending doom. I wish I would have listened, because I really believe it was a warning, I started noticing some strange things about a month into our relationship. Some rather toxic traits that became apparent pretty early on. A few months go by, and I notice he's got quite the mean streak. I started getting sleep paralysis episodes, which has never happened to me before in my life. I would never see anything, but it felt like how your leg feels when it goes numb. That weird tingling. It was like that, but it spread through my entire body. I remember trying to move, but couldn't. All I could do was breathe fast and heavy in hopes that he would notice I was doing something unusual and he'd wake me up. But he never did. We ended up moving into his parents' house until we could get on our feet. And due to his lack of desire to work and spending habits, we ended up staying in their basement for an entire year before getting our own place. I remember the first incident. I woke up early to go for a run. But due to it being cold outside, I ran on the treadmill in the basement. I'd say I'd been running for about 20 minutes, completely focused on my music. When I noticed a shadow in front of me which looked like a little boy scurry around and then disappear, I immediately turned off the treadmill and went right upstairs. I tried to rationalize it in my mind. It's gotta be playing tricks on me because i would always see things in the corner of my eye that aren't there so that must have been one of those instances but what was weird about it was this was head on still i quickly forgot about the incident and i decided it was just my mind playing with me everything seemed quiet for a while granted we had been fighting heavily for a long period of time at this point so i constantly just felt this heavy negativity all around me one night I was laying in bed with G and he was fast asleep. That's when I then hear footsteps walk from the hallway to the kitchen above our room and back. I figured it was one of his parents maybe getting a glass of water. And then I heard it again. Footsteps from the hallway to the kitchen and then back. Okay, yeah, that's weird. Must have forgot something. Then I heard it again. The same footstep pattern. This went on, I kid you not, for maybe about 35 to 40 minutes. So the next morning, I had asked his mom, Hey, so did you or G's dad get up and walk from the hallway to the kitchen at all last night? She said no, that they were sound asleep. If I remember correctly, this was about 2 or 3 in the morning. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know how to explain that one. The next weird event happened shortly after. I was awake, of course. It was early in the morning around the same time. I heard a muffled conversation between two men that again went on for about 40 minutes. It was in the kitchen right above our bedroom. I went up to use the restroom in the dark to see what was going on, and no one was up there. His parents were also fast asleep. Couldn't explain that one either. We eventually moved into our own place, and G's anger is at the highest it's ever been, to the point that he's put his hands on me. His behavior is becoming very aggressive the longer I stay with him. I remember hearing toys go off in my stepson's room when no one's in there, and it got to the point whenever I entered the house by myself I felt unwelcomed, like whatever was in his house followed me to mine. Even when I tried to tell my sister about the house, I couldn't even get to the first story before she said, I don't think we should talk about this. Something is definitely wrong with that house. Okay, so this is where it turns into more adult content. So any younger people listening, I advise you not to continue. When she and I were on a camping trip, I took shrooms, which ended up being a pretty scary experience unfortunately. I remember the entire time I was feeling normal again. I don't know if it was my subconscious or what, but it told me. Promise me you'll break up with G. He's going to destroy you. You need to leave him. Promise me. That was the most intense thing I've ever experienced. I was having a good time until these thoughts started bombarding me, and then it really turned bad very quickly my body knew something was wrong i eventually started falling in love with someone else and very deeply and spoiler alert we're now together and married and he's the father to my amazing baby but at the time i was just so scared to leave g because during an argument he actually pulled out a firearm and threatened to unalive himself and he had already put his hands on me i wanted to leave but i didn't know how Whenever he would kiss me, I got sick to my stomach. And this wasn't just a mental thing. It was like my body was repulsed by him. I physically felt ill when he was close to me. I knew it wasn't just because of the fighting too, because we had fought for three years and I had no problem before being affectionate with him. Again, my body was telling me that something was wrong. The way we broke up was not pretty. Here's where things really take a turn for the worse. He got arrested for viewing images and videos of children being sexually assaulted. When I found out about this, I had a complete mental breakdown. This explained all of the gut feelings, why I felt sick whenever I was near him. This also explained why he would never let me see his phone, why he wanted me to work all the time. All the answers came tumbling down and I could barely function. I couldn't believe it was real. I didn't really know if these ghosts were evil or just trying to warn me that something was wrong. Here's the crazy thing. I've only had two paranormal experiences since my husband and I have been together. I remember sitting up one late night with my stepson, and on the nightstand right next to me, something fell down, and at the same exact moment it fell, I then saw a shadow fly out from behind it my stepson reacted to it too and he was only a little over a year old at the time so i know i wasn't going crazy the last one was when my husband was in the shower and i heard someone call out i shrugged it off until my husband got out of the shower and i asked him if he said hey really loudly and he just said no i thought that was you but nothing else has happened since I don't know if the ghosts were checking on me or not. I know that that's so silly to say, but I never got a bad feeling during these last two events. The other crazy thing is since G has been in prison and since we've broken up, my sleep paralysis episodes have totally stopped. I don't know. These are too crazy to try to rationalize them, but my brain still tries to. I'm a skeptic, I can't help it, but as much of a skeptic as I am, it's really hard to dismiss. I know he's evil, but I can't help but feel like something was trying to tell me that. Hey everyone, that's about it for today's stories. If you have your own story that you would like to send, you can send it in at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I look forward to telling your story have a good night or good day, everyone. And remember to always stay.